as a coach, the athlete is never good enough because you try to take them to the next level. Mm -hmm. That's what the whole thing's all about. And Paul said something once, it's one of my favorite scriptures, and this is for the men and women at Christ Temple North, so as we gradually get back in here. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Read it again. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a woman, I put away childish things. There comes a time in our life when we need to grow away from things. And he wasn't talking about when he was a baby. He was talking about spiritually. He was talking about he had to grow spiritually. When we become born again Christians, then we need to grow into a new spiritual realm. And that new spiritual realm is a different way of understanding and a different way of processing and a different way of acting. And, and so what we're going to talk about today is the challenge for every Christ Temple North member. We don't want to come back in here the same way we left. We ought to grow more. In 2 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 from the Passion, have you forgotten that your body is, not, is now the sacred temple of the spirit of holiness? Paul's telling us there that our body is a sacred temple of holiness. And I've been watching, and I want to talk about, he used temple. And uh, uh, I've been looking at some of the churches and how they've loosened up to the point that the church has just become a building. But it's a temple. And I have made some mistakes by saying it's a building myself. Say it's a building, but you're the church. Well, that's true. No, it is a temple because we got a big sign out there that says Christ Temple. And when we say Christ Temple, and we anointed it as a temple. And a temple is consecrated and anointing that God has done for a place for church members and believers to worship and praise and learn about him. So we need to be very careful how we treat and how we act, how we dress, how our demeanor is in the temple. Also, he's talking about we need to do the same thing with our bodies. There's two, that we, I, I look, now don't all get upset and people don't be testing, sending texts and stuff. When you look at 75% of the people who have passed away over this, I call it demon, plague, a lot of those people had a lot of conditions. That's just fact. That ain't me talking, that's a fact. And so we need to look at ourselves and how are we treating this temple. We need to think about it because this temple, it, it, this temple, you don't belong to yourself any longer for the gift of God is the Holy Spirit that lives inside your sanctuary. That's what that scripture says. The gift of God lives inside your sanctuary. And what that means is we need to start taking responsibility of what we let come into our body, period. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it is our responsibility. It's not his responsibility. It is our responsibility to take care of our sanctuary because the Holy Spirit wants to live in our sanctuary. Do you understand? And, and, and you know, I was thinking about some things and how people do church. And, you know, I'm kind of fanatic. And some of these newer modern churches, 
you can come into church and they have donuts and coffee. Y'all seen them and people sit in there. It would never happen in here, of course. I won't let you come to my house and sit on my living room furniture with coffee and a donut. Yeah. So why would I think it'd be okay to come into the church and do that? All right. Okay. So I had to get that out of my system. Here we go. You were God's expensive purchase. You, God purchased us. We were God's expensive purchase. Paid for with tears and blood of Jesus Christ. You were bought with a price, a big price. Why wouldn't you take care of, of your body? Think, think about it. Why wouldn't you take care of your sanctuary? Why wouldn't you do that? All right, go ahead, please. So by all means, then use your body to bring glory to God. Then use your body to bring glory to God. You see, it, it, is, it is amazing to me that athletes for a sport will take better care of their bodies than Christians would for God. Think about that. There, there are some athletes that take care of their body better than Christians for sport, for, okay, than Christians will for God. Deion Sanders, you all know Deion Sanders' prime time. He was going through the tunnel and somebody threw a beer down on him and he went berserk. And uh, he, I mean really berserk. And they'd asked him why and he says, alcohol has never touched, been, I've never drank alcohol and alcohol has never touched my body. That's a true story. Because he understood that his body was sacred. And we need to get back to this in the church and understand as Christians, our body is sacred and it was paid for with a price, with tears and blood from Jesus Christ. And as church members, and, and we've got to the point that uh, we have tried to get the culture, the culture is coming in and we're trying to fit the culture. Okay. Now, now, here's how it used to be. I'm dressed like it, how it used to be, and most of you don't know what I'm saying until I tell you. Now they do this. Somebody said, let's just open one button. And you watch TV now, everybody's got one button. Because somebody started it, and everybody thought, that, well, that's a good thing, we're gonna do that. That's a culture thing. And I was doing that, I put one button, but now I do it because I want you all to see how fit I am. But anyway, <laughs> and I'm taking care of my body, all right? But, but see, we're allowing the culture, the church is allowing the culture to come in and dictate how the service is going to go. But not at Christ Temple North. We're going to come in here, this church, this, this temple, that's what it says out there, Christ Temple North, and treat this temple like it's a temple, and we're going to treat these temples like it's a temple, like it is what? A sanctuary. All right? And it's uncomfortable when we say that, it's very uncomfortable. It makes us very uncomfortable. You see? Because we want, we want it to fit our lifestyle. We're trying to get the church to fit our lifestyle. That's not what, we, and we're trying to make people come into church. We want to make them comfortable. No, when you come into church, you ought to be uncomfortable. This message ought to make people uncomfortable, including me. Because it lets us take inventory over how we're taking care of our physical body. Because it's our responsibility to take care of our spiritual body. Because our body is a sanctuary where the Holy Spirit wants to live. And it was bought with a price, a great price. It was paid for by tears and blood. 
And we're supposed to use this body to bring glory to God. You see, one of these days, I'll have this young lady that's in here today to come up and tell about the degree she got in. And my granddaughter's going into the same degree. I want to talk about it. I love that when people go into any kind of medical degree to help us to stay fit. You see? Because this is important. This, this is important. This body is important to God. You see? I hate to say this because, you know, and we shouldn't put any poison in this body. This is why I don't like it when, remember in the old days, especially the African-American church, when they would have church dinners. We had church dinners, you see. And so what they, we were doing is we were poisoning our people with fried food, amen, sugar, amen. No, we should have been eating vegetables. You see, because this is a sacred place. A sacred thing, a sanctuary. Our young men and our young girls would not have as, get as many problems if you would tell them and if they would learn, no, my body is a sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't have a lot of the stuff that goes on with our teenagers if we would teach them this. Okay. All right. Now we're going to read from Galatians 5, starting at verse 16 from the Passion. Let me emphasize this. As you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit. And so our life is supposed to be what? Empowered by the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about that. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. My whole life ought to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's right. Period. With what? And you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. And he says, when you are empowered by the Holy Spirit, you will abandon your self-life. Self-life means I want to do what I want to do. Or flesh, self-life. You got to get out of self-life. If the Holy Spirit was, is within you, you got to get out of self-life. You see? And then but when you do that and you get out of self-life, you'll be surprised of the things that God will use your body to, to glorify him. You see? Uh, I was listening to a preacher and I got excited when he was talking about Lombardi. And when Lombardi had won two Super Bowls at Green Bay, he went to uh, Washington. Then they were called the Redskins then. And they asked him, why are you going there? Why didn't you stay with the Packers? Because they had just won two Super Bowls. And he said, it is better to build than to maintain. It is better to build than to maintain. So he said, it'd be more exciting. I've won two Super Bowls, but it'd be more exciting for me to go over here and this rinky-dink football team and build them to be champions than to stay here and just maintain champions. You see, everything in our life ought to be that way. I'm not trying to maintain. The Holy Spirit wants me to grow. Isn't that right? The Holy Spirit wants to build us up. And empower us to do things with this body to glorify God. Are y'all with me? All right. I feel like coaching. Blame that on Spencer. He got me fired up. Showed me his daughter from a little girl up here. Blame it on him. I'm Coach Fields today. It's time to get up. Build up. Never good enough. Always working. Always striving. 
The Holy Spirit is always empowering me to, to get out of self-life. Because, see, you get into self-life, sometimes good, average is good enough. But not in the spirit. Here we go. And the Amplified puts it this way. I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit, seek him, and be responsive to his guidance. So what the thing, the whole thing about my Christian life and our Christian life is to walk, yes, and, and, and in the spirit. And the Holy Spirit will guide us into where he wants us to go. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Because see, self doesn't want to go there all the time. Self wants to go someplace else because sometimes it's very hard to distinguish which one is the difference. Is this ambition or is this the Holy Spirit speaking to me? Because I don't care who you are, we all have ambition. The last place I wanted to be was standing here. I had my life already figured out and none of it was about being a pastor. But y'all glad that I got it figured out, right? Yes. Okay. Just, uh, encourage a brother. All right, keep going. And once you have the Holy Spirit's guidance, then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. And that's what we want to do. Once we get it together, we won't, we won't go back to what our self-desires, our sinful nature. And sinful nature, everything ain't drugs, sex, and alcohol. Our sinful nature wants to say, I don't want to go over there because I have to build. I want to stay over here and maintain. You see, sinful nature will say, well, I'm, God knows how I am. Well, I'm better than I used to be. Holy Spirit saying, you need to work on your life and allow me to come in and move some things out of your life. Okay. All right, what verse? Verse 17. Okay. When your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit. Wow. When your self-life craves the things that will offend the Holy Spirit, you will hinder him from living freely within you. When you offend the Holy Spirit, the other one says it'll quench the Holy Spirit. When your self-life offends the Holy Spirit, you hinder him from working freely within you. And sometimes the Holy Spirit is telling me to go there. And I offend him because I stay here. You see? Sometimes the Holy Spirit says, you need to leave that alone. Walk away. It's time. And sometimes the Holy Spirit, there's three things I tell people. And keep, never forget this. Reason, season, lifetime. The Holy Spirit will tell you sometimes, no, this is in your life for a reason. The Holy Spirit will tell you, this is in your life for a season. And then he moves you out of that season. And then he'll say, this is in your life for a lifetime. Is everybody getting that? Yeah. It'd be like this. When you're young and, and you're young and, you, and you're, you're dating, you'll date somebody because you understand this better. For a reason, they're cute. <laughs> or they're handsome. And so you go out with them. That's a good reason to go out with them because they're cute and they're handsome. Right? And then sometimes you date somebody and for a season... You see, and somebody might outgrow somebody, this and that, right? But when God puts that person in your life, it's for a lifetime. It's called marriage. Yeah, that's what it's about. You see, you see, you see, uh, coaching was my favorite thing, but it's for a season. 
because I can't be out there all day now because coaching ain't like them other sports. Track, because track's all day, you see? That was okay, it was a good season and I've got a lot of people that are, are, are close to me uh, to this day came from track. But that, was, that season's over. I'll be a pastor for the rest of my life. And the Holy Spirit will tell me, reason, that's enough of that. Season, need to move from that. Lifetime. You see? Sister Gwen, now 50 years, you all knew that last August. That's a lifetime thing. I know there's been some times, yes. I know, I know there's been some times that she wished it was just a season. <laughs> no, y'all joking, I'm, I'm for real. I know me. Go ahead with the next one. The Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your self-life from dominating you. The Holy Spirit has got the power to hinder our self-life from dominating us because if we don't have the Holy Spirit, our self-life will dominate us. And that's why some people can't. There are Christians that the Holy Spirit does not dominate their life. There are carnal Christians, babes in Christ, and mature Christians. They're, they're going to heaven, but they're carnal Christians. They're going to heaven, but they're babes in Christ. Then they're the mature. And then there's, of course, the fourth of the elite. The whole thing is the Holy Spirit wants to dominate your life. And once the Holy Spirit dominates your life, it'll keep you from making a whole lot of mistakes. All right, keep going, please. So then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the spirit. So this war is going on with your self-life of the flesh and your new creation life of the spirit. My self-life wants to go, but the, holy, the new creation life says, no, it's time for you to move on, move forward, move higher. And they get the battling against each other. The self-life, or the flesh, the self-life wants to battle against the new created life, which is in the spirit, and it causes a war, and it's causing, it causes a lot of conflict. And you've got to discern which one is which. That's right. And you choose which one you want to obey. That's right. That new created life of the spirit means that you want the Holy Spirit to dominate your life. In every aspect of your life. All right? But when you yield to the life of the Spirit, you will no longer be living under the law, but soaring above it. And he says that when you, when you, when you have the Holy Spirit, you're no longer dumb. You don't even need the law because you're going to obey the law and you're above the law. There are some things we ought to be above. Yeah. We should, if we are where we are to, as a Christian person and the Holy Spirit is dominating our life, we shouldn't have any problem loving our neighbor. We shouldn't have any problem letting things go that's hindering us from our spiritual growth. I know that's tough, but that's it. Here we go. Is that 18? Uh, we are on 19. Okay, this is fun here. The behavior of the self-life is that, obvious. Yeah, the behavior of the self-life is obvious. That's why he calls people like me to get up and give you, because I done probably done everything on here. <laughs> probably something that he ain't wrote. Yep, we start, <laughs> we start off with sexual immorality. Well. Lustful thoughts. Well. Pornography. Well. Chasing after things instead of God. Well. Manipulating others. Well. 
hatred of I thought, you know, what that means is, you know, we trash talking and talking and conning and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, telling people what they are and how great they are to get something from them. That's what that's called, okay? That's right. All right. Having hatred of those who get in your way. Whoa. Senseless arguments. Stupidity, senseless arguments. You know what argument does? If a fool is arguing, you argue with a fool, then you just come up with two fools. All right. Resentment when others are favored. Resentment when others are favored. And you know, sometimes people, you know why they get the, they get the, uh, the raise or they get the promotion? Because they've done the job. Right? You know why God blesses some people above other people? Because they're obedient to God. They're walking in the spirit. Okay? Y'all all right? All right. Temper tantrums. I hate that. Say that again. Temper tantrums. He's talking to grown folks. Didn't I just tell us, didn't I just read when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, or a woman, I put away childish things. I don't have all these temper tantrums. Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay. We'll make sure I read that right. <laughs> angry quarrels. Angry quarrels. You cannot have an angry quarrel in a household that's motivated by the Holy Spirit. Someone, I said up here one time that Sister Gwen and I hadn't had a argument or something in 40 years and she reminded me, we got home and said no, about 45 years. What is it to argue about? What is it to argue about? She's got an opinion, I got an opinion. Why would I want my wife thinking like me and she want me thinking like her? I learned this from, I think I got this from Etta. I think it was her. When two people are the same, somebody ain't necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we both alike, ain't somebody ain't necessary. You see? So what are we arguing about? There's nothing to argue about. You see? There's certain things that Gwen knows that I don't know. The Holy Spirit speaks to her where she's at. Speaks to me where I'm at. We both don't have the same needs because we both are not in the same place. So speak to her. So nothing to argue about. You see? I'm right all the time. I don't know. No, I'm just joking. Joking. You see what I'm saying? You're a fool if you think you got all the answers. It's crazy. Read that part again. Having angry quarrels. That should never happen in our Christian household. Ever. Right. Right. Another example is only thinking of yourself. Being selfish and only thinking of yourself. When you become a Christian, you become selfish. Selfless, not selfish. What, what scripture am I at? You're at the end of verse 20. All right. I think I'm going too fast. Make sure we don't let people get out too soon. All right. All right. And another example is being in love with your own opinions. See, some people are in love with their own opinions. It's about I. And I'll tell you something. You know what I is only good for? In between S and N. Remember that. When you get to doing all those I's, just go ahead and put S and N in. S, N. In between your, put your eyes in between it. All right? And being envious of the blessings of others. Which is insane. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited when people get blessed. Mm -hmm. 
Then we have murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behaviors. Yeah. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? And he's telling them, he's talking to church folks. He's saying, if you, these things come more important in your life than Christ in your life. These things will keep you from inheriting the kingdom of God. What's important to you? Life after death and being in the kingdom of God or just thinking I want to get everything here and this is it. You think about that. All right. Keep. All right. Verse 24. Keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus Christ have already experienced crucifixion. And they're talking, he's talking about a scripture he told him before. I've, I've been crucified with Christ. Mm-hmm. That's right. He says our flesh is crucified with Christ. Mm-hmm. And then another scripture is not here. He says, therefore, I'm resurrected with Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. Then my old ways have been crucified with Christ. I can't I don't live like that anymore. Those old ways died in Calvary. I'm born again now. I'm a new creature in Christ. Yes. All right? Yes. For everything connected with our self-life. And, and was the, I keep saying this self-life. Mm-hmm. Everything in my self-life was put to death on the cross and crucified with the Messiah. Yes. When you're a true Christian and you believe in Christ, his crucifixion and his resurrection, then your old self-life is gone. There are people, and I used to say it too, well, God knows how I am. If you still how I am, then you ain't been born again. God died, sent Jesus Christ to die to get rid of how your I am was and give you a new life in him. I love this. If the spirit is the source of our life, we must also allow the Spirit to direct every aspect of our life. And so the Spirit is in every aspect of our life. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit tells me what to eat, how to eat, how to diet, how to exercise, how to take care of my money, how to, how to get along with my spouse, how to get along with my children, how to get, deal with my friends, how to do counseling. The Holy Spirit is responsible to, to do that in every aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. It's just got, you just didn't read that. Didn't you read that? Didn't y'all hear that? Yeah. The Holy Spirit would direct us in every part of our lives. I tell people all the time, you need to, before you get to thinking about what you're doing, you prayed about it? Has the Holy Spirit told you to do that? Because if the Holy Spirit didn't, he won't assist you into doing it. If the Holy Spirit has told you, you're gonna be victorious in it because the Holy Spirit won't put you in a place where he won't give you the tools to be able to accomplish what he wants you to accomplish. All right? Then he says in 26, so may we never be arrogant or look down on another for each of us is in an original. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. And each one of us is different. And it's the great thing for each of us is an original. And we shouldn't even be jealous of another person or look down on another person because each one of us is unique. You see, that's a wonderful thing. There's only one you. And can't nobody do it like you do it because there's only one you. All right. When God has called you to do something, he's he's given you uh, uh, the tools to do that. And nobody can do it like you do it. Nobody can do it like you do it. You see, one of the things that I got bored when I went to I forgot the college. It's the inner city college, it's African-American college. I got bored and it just didn't work for me. 
and it just didn't work for me at all. Then I tried some other things and this and that, but I still go back to some of the things that I started with. Uh, I can't think of the classes now, and I still read those. That works for me, you see. But I had ambition that I wanted to get this, learn this, do this, do this, and now I'm right back. I'll tell you all something, don't tell nobody, okay? It was yesterday a day for yesterday. The certificate. Yesterday? Day before yesterday, it'd be Friday. On Friday, Gwen came to me and said, I got your, orig your original ordination papers. I said, oh. And I, now listen to this, and it's on there, 1975. Now I was made a novice in, on Easter, but ordained in 1975, August the 8th. You know how long ago that was? I read, the, I read what was on there, Sister Etta, for the first time. <laughs> Wait a minute. And it's got two scriptures on there. And I read the first scriptures for the first time. Guess what? Right on time. Because I wasn't ready to now to understand and to fully make a commitment what was on that, on that certificate. Yeah, yeah. But say amen to that. I'm ready. We're going to read from the Amplified. All right. If we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the if Spirit. If you claim to, 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 to live by the Holy Spirit, you've got to walk by the Spirit, the big one. That's right. With personal integrity. With personal integrity. Mm -hmm. With godly of, godliness of character. Mm -hmm. With moral courage. Mm -hmm. our, con our conduct mm -hmm. right. is empowered by the Holy Spirit. You walk different when you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Thank you. All right. And we must not become conceited, challenging or provoking one another or envying one another. He's talking to church folks. That's why we don't have all these boards up in here in places where certain people sit. Do y'all look back here? That's why we don't have no chairs up here for ministers. Because somebody might get to smelling themselves. We ain't got no seats. First come, first serve. You see? Because envy can come in. We won't have that. We're a team. All right? And from the message, it says, since this is the kind of life we have chosen. And that's when we said we give our life to Christ. It's the life we have chosen. That's right. The life of the Spirit. And we've, we've, we said that the life of the Spirit let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an ideal. It's not an ideal. It's a lifestyle. In our heads. Uh -huh. It's not just an ideal in our heads. It's a lifestyle. All right. Or a sentiment in our hearts. But work out its implications in every detail of our life. We work out the Holy Spirit. We allow him to come and work out every detail in our lives. You understand? I'm getting one more scripture. You good? That's right. All right. That means we will not compare ourselves with each other. We don't compare ourselves with each other. As if one of us were better and another worse. If one of us are better than another worse. You all really don't know me. 
Ask me why. The scripture says the only man that knows a man is the spirit. That's scripture. There's a whole bunch of folks that have been in these pulpits. Right? And some of you heard that preacher. It was all over world news and all the news. It's talking about, y'all heard that what he was saying, talking about women. If y'all haven't, look it up. He was talking about fat women. Y'all seen, you haven't seen that? Right? And all the, the wives should look like uh, the first lady Trump. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, and they, the news went crazy with that. And he was telling the women, if you want to keep your man, if you want to keep your man, this is what this preacher said in the pulpit, if you want to keep your man from looking at other women, it's up to you to look like Alana Trump or whatever her name is. He said that. Right? And people sat there. And if you listen to it on the video, they amening him. But the women were silly. Ask me why. If my honey was a billionaire and I lived in mansions and I, didn't have, and I had a cook, a trainer, a housekeeper, I might do that for you. <laughs> Look it up. Well, lastly, it tells us we have far more interesting things to do we with got, our lives. We got a whole lot more interesting things to do with our lives. Each of us is an original. There's a whole lot of more stuff to do with our lives than to get caught up in with a bunch of foolishness. God wants to do something with your individual life. He wants you to glorify him by the gifts and the, he's giving you gifts and the tools to fulfill his life. And remember some of you, because you're doing things, it is better to build than to maintain. It is better to build than to maintain. It is better to build than to maintain. I'm not up here as y'all's pastor to maintain. I'm up here as y'all's pastor to challenge you and to work with you and to give you information so to help build your life into the life that would please God. That's what this church is going to do and be about. Amen. Father God, we come first of all thanking you for giving us a message. It is time and I'm speaking to the sheep that you've put me over and friends. We don't want to be, we're through the childish ways. We, we're through with that. We're through understanding as a child, thinking as a child. We're through with our childish ways. We're asking that you fill us with the Holy Spirit. We just want you to fill our lives with the Holy Spirit. And if there's anything in us that is not of you, we ask you to move it out. David said, search my heart, O God. And if there's anything like it, that you don't want in me, move it out. That's what we're saying today. Each as individuals, each individual is praying their own prayers. I'm praying here. There's, there's anything I can only pray for. I'm praying for them as myself. If there's anything that's hindering me from being the man that you would have me to do. And if there's anything hindering that, I'm asking in the name of Jesus Christ to move it out. Because I want to use uh, this body, this temple, to glorify you. This is what I'm praying for all in the sound of my voice. That's about every family, every household to grow up spiritually and allow the Holy Spirit to come in every family, every household. That we become husbands and wives and mothers and fathers and sons and daughters, children, grandchildren, that we become the people you would have us to be. And the only way that can be is we move Satan out and allow the Holy Spirit to come in. And that's our prayer today. Holy Spirit, come in and move out anything that's hindering us from our spiritual growth in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen.
All right, all right. We'll, we'll, wait, we'll wait a minute until they give me the sign that we're off. So we'll give you a chance to just...